Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Friday afternoon to you, everybody. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson on a Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Dalton Sanford here with me in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke back in Laurel at the First Bank Studios there. A great show. We're about to go down to the Gulf Coast and talk to Coach Scott Berry. Matt Miller's with us uh, in the studios here in Hattiesburg. We'll be talking about the 59 baseball camp of Hattiesburg that's about to come up. Kelly Sander will join us later in the show from the Indy 500. So lots to talk about here on a Friday afternoon. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of USM Baseball, USM Athletics, and, of course, the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their great fall-off-the-bone ribs, other smoked meats in their restaurant, Restaurants every day, and if you've got a special occasion, well, Dickies will do the catering. All right, back from two days down on the Gulf Coast. Exciting two days as the Golden Eagles enter the weekend in the winners bracket. That's where everybody wants to be. A dramatic come from behind win over Rice. A really good win last night over a really scrappy Marshall baseball team. Let's go down to the Gulf Coast. Our favorite baseball coach, Coach Scott Berry, uh, very gracious to join us here before a Friday afternoon practice. And uh, Coach, first of all, thanks for giving us the time. I guess that Every coach wants to go into the weekend and the winner's bracket, and that's where you find your ball club. Yeah, Bob. Um, you know, we played, uh, played our way into it. Well, like you said, a uh, really, really big come-from-behind win there on opening day with Rice. And, uh, you know, really just took pretty much two-thirds of the game off there, the first uh, part of it. But then we're able to uh, to get some things going late and, and, uh, and win that game in extra innings. And, then of course last night we had to beat a tough Marshall team to uh, to stay undefeated and, and get a day off today before we play at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Coach, a lot of storylines in the ball games, but it seems to me that the, that the storyline are the kids that are coming off the bench and out of the bullpen. Storm Cooper, Fred Franklin, Eric Horde, and then last night Hunter Stanley comes in and provides some really big innings of relief. you got to be really proud of these kids and the way they've contributed to the two wins. Well, you know, Bob, I mean, you can't just continue the whole year. Uh, even those eight teams that, that end up in Omaha, you know, everybody's got to be on board, you know, pulling, pulling in the same direction. And, you know, this time of the year, you hope that uh, everybody's willing to play those roles and are ready for their opportunity. And, you know, obviously on Friday we exhausted everything that we had on the bench. I'm sorry, on Wednesday. Uh, exhausted everything we had on the bench and had some really key uh, clutch performers in that that hadn't seen a lot of time. You know, Eric Horde with the uh, with the double, pinch hit double. Storm Cooper, after he's been in the game on defense, gets a really big double down the right field line. And, you know, and, and it goes on and on. Uh, but, you know, those guys are, you know, they have to be ready for their opportunities, and and, uh, and that's what we asked them to do, and they were. And I thought, I thought uh, the performance uh, last night by Stanley, when he comes in 
uh, in relief, uh, came in in a bad situation, looked like Marshall really was mustering up some uh, momentum. I thought he really shut him down well. Yeah, uh, he did. But, you know, before that, let's certainly give credit to uh, to Stevie. And, you right, know, he right. gave up. You know, I mean, he gave, they're all unearned runs. You know, we start that inning with a, a drop fly ball, and it kind of snowballed. We give up three runs. But, you know, he hung in there and gave, gave us what he could. But then Tweedy, uh, which we've seen him do several times this year, he covers some outs for us. Brant Blaylock, you know, what a, what a great outing he had. Uh, very exciting out. He ran into a little trouble there that that uh, Stanley ended up picking up and and really controlling that damage in in that situation. But we've seen Hunter Stanley do that before. I mean, he's been our go-to guy late. We've gone to him multiple times, and we have confidence in him. That's why we keep going to him. I'm gonna turn it over to Luke here in just a second, but I wanna I wanna get your comment on what I would describe as the Southern Miss Army that was there last night, Coach. What tremendous fan support uh, from the Golden Eagle Nation. Yeah, I mean, certainly we hear them up there, and, uh, you know, it, it's 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 kind of our extra player, uh, you know, at times. Certainly when the momentum needs to be gotten or the momentum needs to be kept, you can, uh, you can hear those guys and, and, and ladies and, and kids and everybody that's involved in, in what we uh, – feel like everything matters in, in helping us uh, get a win. No question. Luke? Coach, uh, you, you're where you want to be, uh, two games from the championship, two games in, but you still, I was looking through the statistics, uh, we were talking to Oz on uh, Monday about who might throw tomorrow, but it looks like you still got five or six bullpen arms um, that you haven't even used yet. I mean, that's got to be uh, reaffirming uh, as you get, get into later in the tournament. Yeah, you know, it is. Uh, certainly uh, when those guys get called upon, you know, we need them to step up, you know, and and uh, certainly uh, they're going to have to, you know, for us to win this tournament. You know, I don't I don't foresee us throwing two complete games, uh, and that would be the minimum to win it. Obviously, you know, we're going to have to have guys that haven't played roles, uh, you know, very big roles before that are going to have to shine in, in these moments upcoming so but that's what this game's uh you know great about it it does allow a star to be born every day and they have to be ready for those opportunities coach if i'd have told you a couple years ago that you'd have a 5'7 165 pound left fielder who would mash a three-run shot in the top of the ninth would you have believed me no uh you know i probably wouldn't have and you know i think i had a little talk with him earlier this year because i felt like that you know, he may be trying to lift the ball a little too much. And, you know, for, for Gabe to hit a home run, it's it's supposed to be a mistake, you know, in all honesty. <laughs> We're not, you know, and I mean that sincerely. I mean, he's a guy that we don't want to get confused with, hey, I think I'm a home run hitter, uh, because then he loses his effectiveness of what we're trying to do and what his strengths are, and that's to get on base and set the table for the other guys. When he hits a home run, it's because he put a really good swing on a pitch, and that intersection took place, and that's the reason. It's not because he's strong and he just missed it, it went out, but, you know, what a great time for that to come. I'll be honest, I wasn't thinking that was fixing to happen, uh, but I knew as soon as he hit it, uh, you know, where that was, uh, it's pretty short right there in right. It's not, you know, the wind's not blowing. I said, man, he just gave us a, a five-run lead. Right, right. Coach, you do have a Coach, home run hitter uh, on the team that is red hot. Uh, talk about Matt Walner. I mean, he just, uh, 
last night, every time he comes up to the plate, you know, he's, he, he's performing and he's really showing out here at the end of the season, isn't he? Well, he is. And you can tell when a guy is, is really seeing the ball well. It's not his hits. It's not when you, it's not when you look at the box score and you say, man, he went four for five. It's when you see that he went one for five. But those other four outs were hard outs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's what you're seeing out of him. I mean, he's lining out balls at times for really, really hard outs. So, real proud of him and how he's, uh, how he's turned it around. You know, people have to understand, these guys are, are 18 to 20, 21-year-old kids, and uh, there's a lot of pressure on them. I mean, I know people don't think that because they think it's just a game, but, you know, there is a lot of pressure on there for, for – for a lot of these kids who are, you know, top round draft picks, and you got 10, 12 people up there evaluating everything you do, uh, you know, it gets, it gets kind of uh, tough at times. But I think, you know, we, uh, we saw him kind of mature through that the first half of the year. He's learned to have fun again. He's got confidence, like, like you're seeing in his, in his outcome of his, of his at bats and everything else that he's done. But, you know, I look back and I think that breakthrough game. You know, really was kind of that old Miss when he robs a home run. You know, he hits two wow. home runs. I mean, he, he, he showed you everything, stole the base. I mean, he just, all of a sudden, he just blossomed right there. No question. Go ahead, Luke. I'm sorry I interrupted you. It's okay, Coach. Uh, talking about the hitting, your your top five against Rice went three for twenty two, and then last night twelve for twenty six. Uh, it was just really hard for them uh, not to uh, you know have bad at bats last night. I was really proud of Fred Franklin fouled off, fouled off, fouled off, and then uh, you know got the single and right. Was there any different approach last night at all than compared to Wednesday? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think everything's relative to who that is on the mound. In all honesty. You know, good pitching beats good hitting every day. They say that. You hear that. You know, certainly you don't want to back away from that from an offensive standpoint. you got to learn to compete. But, you know, there's some guys out there on the mound, like uh, a guy named Nick Sandlin. You know, kind of good luck with him. Uh, and now you kind of know where I'm going. There's not a lot of Nick Sandlin. Yet, you know, I understand that. But, you know, sometimes you run across those guys. Cantorino on Rice. You know, he's preseason conference pitcher of the year, and that's hard to live up to and receive that award at the end of the year, but he did. And where we did get him over at Rice, he made the adjustments on us in this tournament. But, you know, the storyline on that game on Wednesday was the ability of our pitching staff to hold Rice to four runs to allow our offense to get going there late. You know, we didn't see a guy touch second base until the seventh inning. It was six or a third inning before we ever touched second base in that game. But at the end of the game, after 10 innings, the Eagles came up winners, and that's what it's all about. All right, Coach, thanks for your time. Uh, We're looking forward to tomorrow morning, and we sure appreciate you coming to visit with us. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Coach Scott Berry, everybody, as the Eagles are riding high right now in the Conference USA Championships. All right. When we come back, uh, we've got a big baseball camp we want to talk about. Matt Miller's in the studio with us. He knows a little bit about the Southern Miss coaching staff as well. We'll have that conversation when we come back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Back in the studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, the First Bank Studios. Had a great time on the Gulf Coast the last two days. Want to thank everybody uh, that came by and spoke to us. And, of course, want to thank First Bank uh, for sending us down there. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great time to go buy some Southern Miss baseball apparel. Uh, the Eagles are flying high right now in the CUSA Championships. They've got that and every other thing you can imagine with the Southern Miss logo on it. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net. Uh, we appreciate their support. I tell you what, Luke, before we uh, bring Matt in the show, Coach Berry sounded a little fired up to me this morning. He did, and it, you know it's just an exciting place. If you look at where we've been the last couple of years in the conference tournament, we hadn't been sitting high, you know, hadn't been sitting high cotton like we are right now. And what you look at, uh, you you have two, you had a really good uh, starter in, in Powell. He gave up the home run, but apart from that, it, it was good. Cody Carroll did a great job out of the bullpen. I, I can't talk enough about what Hunter Stanley did there with the bases loaded. Mm -hmm. And so that is why you hear some of that optimism. Uh, Rice and Marshall will deplete each other's pitching today. And so, you know, you got Gabe Shepard probably going in the morning. It's just the best-case scenario for the Golden Eagles. No question. All right, our next guest is in the First Bank studio with us. Matt Miller is a former baseball player at Delta State University and a longtime professional baseball player and now the owner of 59 Baseball. Matt, welcome, man. Thanks. Appreciate you guys having well, me. You came in at a perfect time. As you can tell, we've got baseball on our minds around here right now. It's just uh, – you know, we were sitting yesterday. I was sitting yesterday afternoon during the game with a young man that's uh, one of the coaches at Florida Atlantic, and and he was talking about how why he thinks college baseball is the greatest sport, and he said it's because you have kids with great athletic ability and talent, but not so much that they don't make mistakes, that you that it's not unpredictable, that it's not a roller coaster. And that's what makes college baseball so exciting. You're right, man. It, it was uh, definitely the most one of the most uh, enjoyable times in my life. You know, I played 13 years professionally, but uh, I still keep in touch with those guys from college more than I do anybody. Uh, and, and, and you're right also when it comes to uh, uh, the, the, the level of play, but sometimes you see things happen like the LSU game yesterday. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the, the, uh, the pitcher for LSU that, that sit there and had to watch that was a little disappointed. But, uh, you know, these young guys that, that, that work with us need to, to watch that occasionally because uh, that, that, that kind of stuff can happen at every level. So. Before we move to your camp, we've got plenty of time. If, yeah. if you've got it, we've got it. Uh, before we move to your camp, I, I want to talk to you a minute about Delta State. You played baseball at Delta State. You and I got some Delta roots. I, I just told you before we went back on the air, I, I get frustrated because I think it's the most underreported sports story in Mississippi. But talk a little bit about the tradition of Delta State University baseball. It's truly impressive. It is. Uh, you know, I, I, I think back to, to – the late Bill Marchant standing behind me when I was at Mississippi Delta Community College playing for Terry Thompson and the Trojans. Uh, and this was before Coach Marchant had his injury. And, uh, you know, I, I was one of those kids that was just uh, – just had this this mindset that I wanted to play Division One baseball. And, and Delta State offered me a, a scholarship uh, while I was at Mississippi Delta. I decided to go to, 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 to uh, Northeast Louisiana. Uh, it was just a, a – I don't even know why my decision was to go there, but I think it was just, hey, it's D1. This in Delta State's D2. Well, uh, after a year at, uh, of being at 
northeast Louisiana, I was a just out of place, completely out of place. I was uh, moving down the wrong direction uh, as far as where my life was headed uh, and decided to give baseball up. Uh, I called my mother, said, Mom, I'm done. I, I left school without even finishing my, my, my classes. Mm-hmm. So it was a bad situation on, on the educational side. But uh, about two months later, I got a phone call from a buddy of mine who ended up playing with me at, at, at Delta State named Jason Thompson. And he you know, basically told me, hey, uh, Coach Marshawn wants to talk to you. So I, long story short, I ended up back at Delta State. And it was the best decision I ever made. Uh, at this time, Coach Marshawn had had his, his injury. He was in a wheelchair. Uh, uh, Mike Kennison was his number one assistant. Uh, and it was absolutely the best uh, situation that could have could have happened for me. You know, Coach Terry Thompson did a great job molding young young men, and uh, he, he's mo- one of the most influential men in my life. Uh, and then having you know uh, Bill Marchant and and Mike Kennison uh, become a part of what what was happening with me uh, was just just amazing. Uh, and it happens for everybody that goes to that school. I, I, I you know, I I, I can't um, if. Look, if my son gets the opportunity to play at that level, I would want nothing more for him to be able to play for somebody like Mike Kennison just because of the culture he brings and the, and the, the, the type of program it is. He's a, he, he's a hard-nosed, uh, struck, very structured guy, uh, and it shows in the type of players he, he brings and puts for, forth. For the listeners that may not know, Coach Marchant was injured, I think, in a car accident. Was, yeah. And it paralyzed him. Mm-hmm. And he went on, though, to coach Delta State – Literally from a wheelchair. Oh yeah, he he, he coached uh, at least two more years uh, in a wheelchair. I remember uh, this is a funny story. We were playing at William Carey, and and he came out to argue a call and got tossed, and he had to have somebody push him out of the out of the stadium. It was funny back then, you know. It was, it was kind of it was humorous, you know. But uh, he still got after it and was hard hard nosed even in that wheelchair. Right, great man. Yeah, he was a, a great man. And we should point out that the 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 best baseball player award is named after a Delta State baseball coach. It is, yeah. Coach, yeah. coach Ferris was was always on the scene. You know, I, I remember just about every year. If if he, if, I, I would imagine in the thirteen years that I played professionally, I got at least two or three letters from Coach uh, Coach Ferris during the handwritten letters. Uh, during the season, just thanking me for what I've done for Delta State baseball, uh, he's always he always kept up with with stats and and uh, and you know I've I've been told that that's not just for guys that that played professional baseball. He does that does that for about everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was he was just an integral part of that program and uh, the, the it, it, over the last several years or the last 30, 40 years, I guess there's only been. Three coaches, and that's that to pretty much to me is remarkable in itself. Right, Rick Cleveland told us one time who we consider to be the foremost historian of college athletics in Mississippi, that Coach Ferris, uh, Coach Polk from Mississippi mm-hmm. State, of course, and Coach Denson uh, that coached here and then later at mm-hmm. Bellhaven were really the grandfathers of college baseball in Mississippi. I, I agree. You know, uh, it's 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 really cool to be able to take our – we have some high school teams too, and we get to take them up to Delta State. And being able to walk through the Ferris Museum at, on, on site is pretty cool for those guys. It is for me. I get chills every time I go up there. So it's it's a lot of tradition uh, and, a, and a great place to play. No question. All right, let's talk about 59 baseball. you got a, you got a big camp coming up that's going to be dear to my partner's heart. Luke, because it involves some West Jones there names. You go. Well, we've got we've got uh, Trey Sutton coming on board. 
uh, and doing some camps, uh, a camp with us. Trey's been part of the program for about three years now. We have a high school portion of our program, our Showcase 59 Prospects program, uh, and Trey's one of our coaches there. But uh, we got to work together a couple of years ago, three or four years ago at Seminary High School. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with the way he does things. I think that Wes Jones is going to be a powerhouse for many years to come. Uh, this state championship, to me, is the first of many. I think he's the best up-and-coming coach in the state, if not one of the best in the nation. Uh, And it's not just because of knowledge. It's because of the way he carries himself. Uh, He's willing to do the the hard thing when it's it's called for. Uh, It's not always the most favorable you know, out, uh, thing for, for a lot of people, but uh, because of the way he does things, the, the, the pride he takes in his field, uh, the pride he takes in the uniform that they put on and the way they wear them, you know, just th- those are things that are special to me. And, that, and, and to be honest, are things that I was taught coming up through Mississippi Delta and Delta State. So uh, l- having him on board uh, is, is awesome. And then the camp he's going to be doing uh, with Dustin Dickerson, uh, who was a 5A State Player of the Year, uh, a lot of people know Dustin's dad. Bobby is, is – is, you've seen him on Facebook. He does a lot of infield-type stuff with, uh, uh, that's, that, with the big league players. And, you know, Dustin, you know, talent in itself, uh, having those two guys come over and work with our players is going to be a you know, So they're signing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Music to your ears, right, Luke? Anything Wes Jones and Southern Miss combined gets me going. And, and uh, you look at Matt, Matt they, they had a high school baseball team this year. They had a 970 fielding percentage. That's unheard of. <laughs> yes, that, that is good. You, you could pretty much take that whole team and move them onto the, the junior college circuit or the senior college circuit and, and, and probably be okay. Fielding wise, <laughs> just uh, make sure at your at your camp that Trey uh, Trey doesn't teach about how to prevent injuries because he's incapable of that. Okay, he he could trip over a piece of tape and break his leg. Cookie Palmer always told us that. Look, I've I've thrown BP uh, to the guy and, and and he can still hit missiles, uh, but getting a pass of physicals another thing. <laughs> Poor Trey, man, you guys are hard on that guy. <laughs> All right, tell, we're, we're going to get interrupted here by a break, but we're going to keep you over. Uh, tell us a little bit about the camp. Well, I'll tell you what, hold that yeah. thought. We're right into the break. We're going to continue our conversation with Matt Miller as the Eagle Hour Friday edition rolls on. Stay with us. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Friday. Thanks for listening to the Eagle Hour today and joining us. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street 
home of the 895 lunch special with a drink. Check them out on Facebook or just go see them on 4th Street. 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Bob, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Just to recap the Conference USA tournament bracket, what happened yesterday? Golden Eagles defeat Marshall 10-5, to and Florida Atlantic uh, in the nightcap defeated Western Kentucky 6-1. to So the game's on tap for today. Florida Atlantic and the Golden Eagles have the day off. Marshall will take on Rice in an elimination game at 3 p.m. And Western Kentucky and UTSA, who's the eight seed, uh, will play at 6.30 p.m. in an elimination game. Eagles set to play the winner of Rice and Marshall. will be tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And then Florida Atlantic will take on the winner of Western Kentucky and UTSA at 12.30 if uh, the Eagles win tomorrow, they would automatically advance to the championship game on uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. If they were to lose, they would turn around and play uh, tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. So, Golden Eagles, uh, a lot to uh, look forward to. Get up early, go to the coast, and, and let's get the Golden Eagles into the championship game. We uh, we continue our conversation with Matt Miller from 59 Baseball and just uh, want to – before we get in some more camps, just talk again uh, the opportunity, Matt, uh, of, of this infielders clinic that that's coming up uh, Thursday, May 30th, so just uh, under a week away. Uh, Trey Sutton, who we all love, we got Sutton, you got nothing, but Dustin Dickerson. So an opportunity to have some instruction from the 5A coach of the year and the 5A player of the year, Matt. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, Dustin is a guy who played with us a couple of years uh, in our showcase program, we know what he's got as far as the skill set. You know what he brings to the table as, a, as, as an infielder. Uh, he's also pretty good with kids. I've seen him kind of around my son. Uh, and, you know, and, co- and, and one good thing is it's a serious. You know, a lot of times at the youth level, we we get uh, you don't you don't really know what you're going to get when you when you have a camp like this. But I want people to understand that you know we take this serious i know trey takes this serious dustin's uh, very good at what he does so uh it, it's a it's going to be a very informative camp not a very long camp you know not, nothing to to keep them out there all day and just you know where they get tired and bored and ready to go home and do something else but uh you know seeing those guys work we're, we're looking forward to it i'm even putting my son in it and uh i think it's uh, something that everybody should look forward to and hopefully we can get them back out and do it more more often also have the 59 baseball camp series man you got a, a lot coming up here in in early june lots of opportunities for uh, for young kids and and uh, and other kids to be involved in and in learning uh, just ha- to help their baseball game yeah we've you know we've in the past four three or four years we've we've had one camp it's 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 been at, at oak grove uh and we we really want to get the word out there to the surrounding you know communities you know of what we're all about you know 59 baseball uh, to me, is a is a brand now. Uh, it started with with just us trying to figure out what to call call the place. You know, fifty nine was my number, and, and with the Cleveland Indians, so that's kind of where that name came from. A lot of people think it's a Interstate fifty nine, but <laughs> it's actually a, there's actually a reason behind it. But uh, you know, moving around, doing some things in other cities, just so people are aware of, of what we're doing. You know, our, our our youth program is is based primarily on fundamental skill set. Uh, teaching fundamental skill set. Uh, you know, travel baseball comes into play. I wish we could kind of get away with that's what we're about, you know, but that's that's the, the nature of this this game. And kids want to be on a team. Uh, 
so we, we, we have teams. Our teams, to be honest with you, are a lot of times, uh, you know, very novice. Uh, you know, they, if they stick around, they get better. And, uh, you know, but a lot of people are, are interested in winning, and, and we understand that. But our business is based on the fundamental uh, part of the game. So, uh, And we just want to make sure we get, you know, surrounding, surrounding areas, get an idea of, of what, we, what we do and, and uh, can get some work through us. Matt, we talked to a lot of college baseball coaches uh, on this show, and one thing that we've discussed with them a good bit this year is travel ball. Mm-hmm. They don't like it. They they think <laughs> there's too much of it. You know, I, I'd love to get your input on on travel ball and, and how you think this has developed uh, into what it is today. Yeah, this could go in a lot of directions. You know, I, I, this is how my family <laughs> makes the money. Uh, we we this is the business that I'm in. To be honest with you, travel ball is 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 can be dirty at times. It's mm-hmm. there's definitely uh, things that young men and, and and young ladies do not need to see on a weekly basis. You know the the, the behavior of adults. Uh, there's it's just there's just an, an ugliness to it. But but what we're trying to do is is take the drama out of it and bring it back to the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not we're not always successful. You know we you know I, I make mistakes uh, you know occasionally and. Uh, it's just it's just a, a sometimes a sad situation to watch. But then again, you know when you 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 have a, a little success during the day and you see the the excitement the kids have on their faces, that's kind of what it's all about. Uh, but you know at the same time, it's a it's a it's a uh, definitely a discussion that needs to be taking place to, to to try to make it better. Do you understand their concerns? The parents, the the coaches concerned. Oh, the college coaches, yeah. absolutely. High school coaches as well. Right. And and what we do is try to, especially at the fourteen and up level, we try to have a, a communicate a, or communicate with the high school coaches uh, in the, in the area to make sure that we're not doing anything that's going to hurt any kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we at, at our, our high school program, we leave them alone during the during the year. We don't want to mess with them because we know they're doing stuff with their high schools. Uh, they come together. We actually start this weekend with our high school program at, at, at Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, all the colleges, I I would think in the in the area, uh, understand what we're doing. We, they they understand what what we're trying to accomplish. It's it's more about just making sure that they're seen. Uh, we're not going out and trying to uh, hurt anybody's arm or, or uh, you know mm-hmm. the win has got to be secondary. Uh, but the high school coaches and the, you know and the college coaches, I, I completely understand their frustration in, in travel baseball. Well, you see, I think from my conversations with them, they're very comfortable with a man like you. Because I think, I think one so. of the complaints that I hear from them is that some of the coaches, not a, not a man like you, some of the coaches are not fully qualified I agree. to determine when a kid should stop pitching, you know, when the preservation of the kid is more important than winning the tournament, et cetera. I don't think they're talking about men like you. But can you understand their concern in that respect? I, I, I completely understand. You know, the you know my eye and and our, and our instructors structures that work for us are trained. We're trained to see uh, the the type of swings they put forth. We're trained to to understand when the body starts to break down. And there's such a big deal about pitch counts these days. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, there, there are a lot of people. I don't want to say the majority because I'm, I'm not sure about numbers, but uh, there, there are a lot of, of people in my business that will that care more about the W at the end of the game than they do about uh, the, the actual you know kid that's on the mound that's that's up over 100 pitches now. They don't understand the body breakdown. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can if you see a change in mechanics at 75 pitches, that was the number. 
It wasn't 120. It wasn't 100, whatever your number may be. Uh, we don't let them go above 75. Uh, t- sometimes they may go above above that, but I don't know if we've ever had anybody go above 90, and that was probably in a, in a big deal summer event uh, when we knew that they were conditioned for it. Uh, but this isn't about, you know, trying to get a win. I, you know, I, we, we don't allow trophies and rings in our facility because we just don't want that to be the, the focus of what we're trying to do. Interesting. So, That's interesting. Uh, but there are people out there that, that, that do have or maybe that don't hold the, the kid – uh, in in the regard that they should. So. That's interesting. You don't allow trophies or rings in your facility. Well, we just I just don't want it to be the focus. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm glad I want them to win. I always want them to succeed. Uh, but I'm more I'm more excited about a pitcher with a smile on your face than I am with a, a you know a ring or a, a trophy any day. Mm-hmm. So right, but boys. Right. it's popular. Isn't it? it is popular. Yeah, <laughs> it's popular. Get it there, Luke. It is. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, uh, about a minute left. Just uh, remind our audience, tell them out there how they can be involved, not only with this infielders clinic with Trey and, and Dustin, but what you got coming up in Purvis, Laurel, and Gulfport in early June. Yeah, with me and Brian Wagner, uh, a lot of people may not know Brian. Brian played at Southern Miss. He's been out of the game for a little while. He was a catcher there, played a little pro ball also. Uh, we've got Constance Quinn on the softball side, Haley Soans on the softball side. We're just trying to build the best staff we can. If you ever want to get in touch with us, you can look on our website at, at, at 50 baseball.com uh, you can email me at matt miller at 59 baseball.com and we can do a, pretty much anything you're looking to do we we want to get as many people in the facility as we can and on, on the field as we can just to show them what we're about uh, but we'll be we'll be doing stuff you know all through the year we take august off just to kind of give everyone everyone a break uh, but pretty much any skill set you're looking for in, uh, improvement in we've, we've got somebody to help you so let's do right now let's plan on getting you back here some in august and we can get into some in-depth conversations sure. about youth ball and I, I just think a guy with your experience and your background has the right perception and the right information that parents need to hear look it's tough i could be a millionaire if i, if I made it about wins i, I really think that that if, if we if we the staff that we have if it was about wins and we we focused on the win and we we'd be really good at it but when people don't want it to 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 work uh, unless there's something you know at the end of the line you know and and for us it's uh, you know becoming an integral part of your your junior high or high school baseball team that's kind of our goal with each kid that comes in all right we'll look forward to having you back great conversation matt thank you matt miller everybody 59 baseball we're going to hunt down the infamous kelly Santer. we understand he's made bond and he's available to come on the show right after this Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Matt Miller for joining us. 59 Baseball coming up Thursday, May 30th. Trey Sutton and Dustin Dickerson. Uh, and then their 59 Baseball Camp Series in Purvis on uh, Monday, June 3rd in Laurel on Tuesday, June 4th, and at Gulfport Sportsplex on Wednesday, June 5th. Contact Matt Miller at 59 Baseball. Dot com to register. Well, Bob, uh, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour, we 
so happy about Gulfport Home Center, the largest inventory and best prices in South Mississippi on manufactured housing. Check them out on Highway 49 in Gulfport. Always excited and thankful, Bob, for right. our sponsors. Uh, but we, we have a uh, another road warrior today. Uh, Kelly Center has been located, Bob. And, and where is he right now? Uh, Kelly has made bond and is now out back on the streets of Indianapolis, Indiana, site of the Indy 500. Kelly, uh, was the jail stay as bad as you thought it would be? Yeah, Bob, hang on just a second. Look, a bank che- bank check is good. My personal checks are good, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't yeah. take it. Don't take just, it. That would leave be me your address. address. I'll get it's in the mail. It's in the mail. So yeah, Ke- reporting live, reporting live here, Bob, from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway side of the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500 mile race. A carb day today. The last chance that all 33 drivers will get a chance to tweak their cars, as it were, getting ready for Sunday's big event after a 15 minute brief but intense thunderstorm this morning. The cars got to hit the track after a slight delay. But what's being described as the world's biggest party, Carb Day is in full force here in Indianapolis, and you never know what Southern Miss ties you'll run into. Earlier today, here just outside of Gasoline Alley, I ran into Kane Womack, who uh, actually grew up in Hattiesburg when his dad, Dave Womack, was the defensive coordinator at Southern Miss. Kane is now the defensive coordinator at the University of Indiana. And uh, so we had a, a, a chat with uh, Kane Womack a little bit earlier, and not, not five minutes after that, I ran into um, old number 15, Collins Hess, from uh, Huntsville, Alabama, who is here. And actually, Collins hanging around for this radio segment. Collins, you've had a chance now to kind of, This is your first Indy 500. You've had a chance to, to see what this is all about. Just what are your thoughts? Uh, amazing. You, it's kind of like watching hockey on television. You can't get the speed of the game until you see it in person. It, it, I've never been a race fan, a NASCAR fan uh, uh, um, at, at all. And you get here, and the size of the stadium cannot be described. You, you can't see it on television. You, 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 you can't get pictures for it. Um, even the speed of the, of the cars as, we, as I went to the uh, prelim or, or the practice uh, this morning, they were not going – 24, 30 miles as fast as they would tomorrow, uh, Sunday. And the speed of the cars is amazing. The sound, the excitement. Uh, it is definitely a must-see if somebody is a sports fan. Yeah, I've always said if you know if you have a bucket list, uh, the Indianapolis 500-mile race is something uh, that you want to take in. The, the weather forecast for Sunday is sketchy at best. Uh, 90% chance of rain. If they don't get it in Sunday, they will get it in on Monday. But it is amazing uh, sporting our Southern Miss gear, me and my crew here, how many people come up and, and talk about the Golden Eagles. And and uh, all you have to do is mention Brett Favre and you get a free beer. Uh, you mention Bob Getty and you get a jello shot. So that's, you know, so I'm that's, sure. <laughs> so uh, having a great time here at Indy. The pit stop competition going on right now as, as part of this full day party. And then a little bit later on this afternoon, cool in the gang. And uh, Foreigner will be in concert. Wow. And and after that concert, then the Zach Brown Band wow. will also be performing. So it is a big weekend in Indianapolis and amazing the Southern Miss Tides that we run across. All right, Kelly. I appreciate you giving us the report. Now, I'm counting on you to help me with the 9 a.m. edition Tuesday. You are coming back, correct? Well, if they run the race on Monday, Bob, I'll be in at the uh, early hours of Tuesday. But my plan is to be there. All right. uh, right. Y'all be be safe. I'm glad you got out, Kelly, and enjoy yourself. 
Thank you, brother. We'll do it. All right. Kelly Sander, live from the Indianapolis 500. And as you say, Luke, in full TV reporter mode right there, was he not? Yeah, I, I had replays of my childhood just then, you know, watching the uh, the 10, 10 p.m. edition right there. He just kind of took it off, and I, he interviewed an interview. I mean, that, it's just Kelly Sander at his final. How many years in a row has he been doing that, going up uh, to the Indy 500? He literally owns a mobile home that is right, apparently right next to the Indy 500 racetrack. So that'll that'll give you an idea of how long he's been going up there. He He met a man many years ago. I understand he was renting a mobile home in this little park by the um, by the racetrack, and and that year Kelly managed to talk the guy into selling it to him. So he he literally has a place that he that he keeps <laughs> so that he can take, and he always takes a big crew up there with him. Uh, obviously, he had a former Southern Miss football player with him uh, now, but uh, he loves it, man, and uh, he says. He says it's the adventure of a lifestyle. As Matt Miller told me in the studio, Luke, he said that you really have to see it to understand how dynamic it is. So I don't know. Maybe That's one what year everybody. me and you go with him, right? Well, yeah, it's what everybody says. You don't appreciate it in, until you see it. All right, real quick. Who do you want to play in the morning at 9, Bob? You want to play Marshall? You want to play Rice? I would prefer to play Marshall. I don't ever like playing Rice, Luke. And uh I we are Marshall. Take the Rice Owls out, and we will see the herd bright and early at 9 a.m. in the morning. Hey, man, we had a great time this weekend on the coast, and we want to thank everybody for making that possible. And uh, Luke and I look forward to talking about the conference championship Monday when we return. Yeah. And until then, everybody, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.